God spoke to you personally, amen, you can believe it, amen. It is truth. It is absolute truth, amen. If God spoke it to you, it's going to happen, amen. I swear I believe sometimes that the only thing between us and that breakthrough is belief, amen. A lot of times we just don't simply believe, amen. Oh, we think we believe, amen, but whenever it comes to the pavement, hits the road, amen, or whatever the feet, whatever that is, amen, we don't believe, amen. A lot of times we go home with unbelief and we get, we just don't believe like we say. What the Bible says, you know, the, he asked that guy, he said, do you believe? He said, I believe, but heal my unbelief, amen. A lot of times I think we need our unbelief healed, amen. We need our unbelief healed, amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, we love you. God, we thank you, God, for all that you are, all that you do, God. Lord, we praise you, God, Lord, because you are good and you are faithful, God. We praise you, God, because every word spoken, God, is real. Every word spoken is true, God. Every word spoken, God, today, I believe, God. Hallelujah, God. We are a church that believes in your word, God. We are a church that believes in every promise spoken, God. We are a church that believes in you, God. Lord, we believe in your presence, breakthrough happens, God. We believe in your presence, healings happen, God. We believe in your presence, God, things are restored. God. Lord, we ask you today, God, to fill this place with your presence, God, so that things may happen, God. No one came here to hear a word from me, God. Lord, they came to hear a word from you, God. So I ask you to speak to people, God. Let them be open to your words today, dear God. Lord, and we'll give you all the glory, God. We'll give you all the praise. Amen and amen. God's good. Amen. Amen. Give your neighbor a high five and tell him the devil ain't got no feet. Amen. He's been defeated. He's been defeated, amen. <laughs> amen, a lot of y'all didn't get that joke, amen. After a while, maybe a neighbor will help you with that one, amen. I saw that a couple of weeks ago, and I wanted to use it, and that went a whole lot better in my head than it did out loud, amen. But the devil ain't got no feet. He's been defeated, amen. I'm glad, <laughs> uh, I'm glad to be here with all of you today. There's a lot of dedicated people in the house of God today, amen. It was raining a while ago. I said, I'm going to be preaching to Mark today. I'm going to preach to Pastor Mark today. I didn't think nobody would come, but you people are dedicated, and I am glad to see you. Amen. Glad to be here with you today. On uh, last Tuesday, God began giving me this word, and uh, he began to speak it into my heart, and I began to put stuff down on paper, began to write this message. Tuesday and Wednesday, Wednesday, I finished it, and I come in here Wednesday night, and Pastor Mark was preaching the exact same passage. Amen. Preaching the exact same passage, and a lot of it is the same exact points. Amen. So I was thinking, God, are you going to give me a different message? What's going to happen here? But he did not give me a different message. So my only thing that I think is, if you wasn't here Wednesday night, this is for you. Amen. (laughs) This is for you. Amen. So if you wasn't here Wednesday night, you say, "Uh uh-oh, this is for me. Amen. But we're going to be talking about the woman with the issue of blood today, and we're going to be in Mark 25 through 34. Pastor Mark preached out of uh, Luke the other night. This is in three of the four Gospels. He preached out of Luke. I'm going to be preaching out of Mark. Uh, 525 through 34. Amen. It's good to have you all here. I'm uh, Amen. Uh, this worship team. Uh, I tell you, that was absolutely wonderful. I tell you this. Uh, I was sitting there thinking when it was playing, there was only one person on that stage that was here a couple of years ago when we started Amen. this. I mean, when we start, when this church opened up, there was only one person on that stage that was on that stage. Amen. God's been faithful. Amen. Amen. He's began to pour in as as we've you know people of course you know can't seeing at times I can't be here he's continued to add pieces God has been faithful amen Mark 5 25 through 34 uh, starts out and it says and a certain woman 
which had an issue of blood for 12 years. Amen. She had been in this situation for 12 years. And the Bible says she had suffered many things of many physicians. Amen. She had went to a lot of doctors, okay, and had spent all she had. Every dime she had, she had spent, and the Bible says, and nothing buttered. It didn't get better. In fact, the Bible says it got worse. Amen. It said it rather grew worse. When she had heard of Jesus, amen, she came in, pressed behind, and touched his garment. Another uh, version says the border of his garment. That's where you hear the hem of the garment. Amen. Touch the hem of the garment. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway this fountain of blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. Amen. The Bible says she was healed. Amen. As soon as she touched him, she was healed. And Jesus immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, another version, another says power, power had left him, turned him about in the press. He turned around and said, who touched me? Who touched my clothes? The Bible said, and his disciples said unto him, Jesus, there's people everywhere. Amen. Of course, (laughs) people are touching you like crazy. People's touching everybody here. Amen. Said, thou seest the multitude thronging thee and sayest thou who touched me? And he looked around about to see her and done this thing, but the woman fearing and trembling, knowing what done in her. See, the Bible says she wasn't supposed to touch him. Amen. She wasn't supposed to be near him, and we'll get into that a little bit later. That's why she was afraid. And she came and fell down before him and told him of the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith had made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of the plague. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word today, God. Lord, we thank you, God, that your word is truth, God. Lord, we ask you today, God, that we can just glean from your word today, dear God, Lord, and we can take that word, God, and we can apply it to our lives, God, Lord, and we can just grow from it today, dear God, and we can learn from it, God, and just grow closer to you, God, and yes. be more of what you asked us to be, yes, God, Lord. in your precious and holy name. Amen. Amen. The story in this passage is usually called the woman with the issue of blood. That's what people know about it. She had an issue. Amen. She had an issue. And today, if you're honest, I would say that we all have issues. Amen. We all have issues. In fact, look at your neighbor and tell them you got issues. (laughs) Amen. You got issues. Amen. Amen. Hey, I really believe my pastor, when looking at his wife, felt that. Amen. He really felt that deep in his soul when he told her, I got issues. Amen. We all got issues today, man. Amen. Every one of us have issues. In fact, my wife looks at me all the time and says, you got issues. <laughs> she tells me that all the time. That's a, almost a daily occurrence, especially when I'm singing around the house, which is also a daily occurrence. She says, you got issues. Amen. And I do got issues more than we got time for today. Amen. We would need a room full of psychiatrists for my issues today. Amen. But today I think we can all be honest with ourselves and say we have some type of issue in our life, something that weighs heavy on our minds, something we worry about, something that we think about all the time. We all have that in our life. My old boss man used to tell us all the time, what keeps you up at night? And he would say that to try to get what you're worried about, what you're thinking about, what's something that you're, that you're thinking about all the time that we're going to have to deal with because you just uh, it's on your mind all the time. And today as we get into this message, I hope that you can see through the lens of your current issue, amen? The, the issue that you current have, okay, the currently have, because we all have issues, amen? But the issue that's keeping you up at night, look at this message through that lens, amen? And let's just all be honest with ourselves and say, I have issues, I got issues, amen? As we get into this message, I see four points that I believe that led this woman to her place in her life. You see, this woman, she went from a place of having an issue 
to a place of deliverance. Amen? She went from having an issue to a place of deliverance. That seems like that might be a formula we want. Amen? Right? That seems like that might be something we want to learn from. Amen? If we see somebody that's got an issue and the next moment she's delivered, the Bible says she was made whole. Amen? The fountain immediately dried up. It was gone. This issue was resolved. Amen? In one moment. So it would seem like we would want to learn from that. Amen? You see, there was a path she took to get her to that deliverance today. And I want us to learn from that today. Amen. I pray that we see a path from our current issue, the current issue that you're dealing with, to an issue, to a path of deliverance. Amen. The first point I see is that this lady was defined. Amen. She was defined. This woman was defined by her issue. If you study this word out, one thing that I found very interesting, as I said, it's in three of the four Gospels. It's in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. It's not in John, but it is in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. The one thing that I find very interesting is that nowhere does it give this woman's name. Right. It never says this woman's name. I don't know if her name's Sister Lynn. I don't know if her name's Sue, Betty. I don't know if her name's Jane Doe. I don't know what her name is, amen? The Bible only says that she is a woman with an issue of blood, amen? Right. That's the only name, that's the only description we've got of her. She is a woman with an issue of blood, but guess what? That's all we needed. That's, that's all the information we need to know about this lady, and honestly, it's all that was needed for everybody around to know what she was talking about. Amen. When the writer put pen to paper back during this day, and they said the woman with the issue of blood, I believe everybody knew who they were talking about. Amen. I believe everybody knew. In fact, it's still that way today. Whenever a preacher gets up, whenever a teacher gets up, and they start speaking of the woman with an issue of blood, everyone knows what they're talking about. Right? We've all heard this story. In fact, it's one of the more famous preaching sermons preaching messages in the Bible. See, a lot of people preach from this passage. A preacher preached from it uh, Wednesday. It's a very famous preaching passage, right? During this time, it was written, I'm sure everybody knew who they were talking about. Amen? You see, this woman was defined by her issue. Amen? Amen. And everyone knew her by her issue. Everyone knew she was a woman with this issue. Amen? She was the woman that had an issue of blood. Amen? They didn't know her by her name. They didn't know her by her family. Amen. If you ask anybody who I am, they'll say I'm Jared's dad. Amen. They will. That's what they're going to say around here. Amen. They might say I'm Elizabeth's dad. I'll give her some credit by there. Amen. They might say I'm Heather's husband. Amen. Right. But that's how they know me in this town. That's how most people know me. Amen. But this lady was not known by her family's name. Amen. She was not known by her own name. She was known by her issue. Amen. She wasn't known by her occupation. She wasn't known for all of these things. She was only known by her issue. Today I wonder how many of us can say we have at one time been known by our issue. That's right. Or maybe today we've been known by our issue. If we think about it today, we all know someone today that's known by their issue. Yeah. Right? That woman with that bitter spirit. Amen? That man that has the issue with alcohol. The woman who husband beat on her. The boy that doesn't have parents. The young lady that had an abortion. That man that OD'd. Amen? That lady that was hurt by the church. The young lady that has a bad attitude, amen, the boy that misbehaves, amen, that preacher that failed morally, amen. We all know people that are defined by their issue. And if we're honest, I would say at one time in our life, if not now, we have been defined by our issue, amen. amen. It's as if we walk around with our name tag on, man that says, uh, hello, my name is Keith and I'm a tightwad, amen. <laughs> right? Because, see, that's an issue I have, amen. Or, hello, my name is Keith, and I'm pretty obsessive, right? That's also another issue I have. I'm pretty obsessive, right? I'm kind of a control freak a little bit, amen? <laughs> Whatever those issues are, right, 
Whatever those issues are, a lot of times we walk around and we're defined by our issue. Amen. A lot of times we're known by our issue, we become wrapped up in that. Amen. When we become known by our issue, we become wrapped up in it. And there becomes a cycle that we can't seem to get out of, right? We just can't seem to break free from this issue because we are defined by that issue. Amen. Maybe you know someone like that. Someone who's struggled with alcohol, amen, and they break free from it, but then they continue to go back to it. Someone whose parents had a problem with alcohol, and now they have a problem with alcohol. Someone who had a problem with drugs, and now, now they keep going back to it, or maybe gambling, or whatever it is, amen, whatever that issue is, is something that they just can't break free from it. Maybe you know a woman that was abused, and she's been with this man that's abusive, and she's in this situation for a while, and somehow she gets out of it, amen? And she gets out of it, and then you'll see her do what? Amen. Go right back to that same person, amen? Right. Or maybe she'll go back to somebody else who is also abusive, amen? We've seen it time and time again. And I'm not saying it's the woman's fault. It isn't the woman's fault. But a lot of times, we find ourselves going back to the same situation. Why? Because that's what we're comfortable in. Because that's what we know, amen? Whenever we are known by our issue and whatever we know this issue, sometimes we have a way of gravitating to what we know, amen? Our issue has become what defines us and who we are. We become so wrapped up in it that it's all we think about, amen? We become so wrapped up because it's all we think about and we've put ourselves in this situation or we've been put in this situation. The Bible says this woman had this issue for 12 years. I believe she was defined by it, amen? This issue had defined her life. It defined her thoughts, her attitude, her actions, amen. The way she talked, the way she behaved, the way she believed. Everything the way this lady was, was resolved or revolved around this issue. Right. When she woke up, this issue was on her mind. When she went to bed, this issue was on her mind. All throughout the day, this issue was always on her mind. She was always thinking about this issue, amen. Today, whether we know it or not, when we have issues in our lives, they define not only who we are, but they define our actions. They define who we are and they define our actions. Amen. This woman was defined by our issue. The second point I see in here is this woman let this issue disqualify her. Amen. So there are a lot of things this woman couldn't do because of this issue. Right? The Bible says this woman couldn't even worship in the state she was in. Amen. She wasn't even allowed to go in the temple. She wasn't allowed to go to church. Amen. She wasn't allowed to socialize with church people. During this time, people had to go to the temple to read the Word of God. There weren't Bibles everywhere. Amen. They didn't have the Bible everywhere. They had it in the temple. And you would go there and they would read it to you. Amen. So if you wanted to learn more about God, you had to go to the temple. And she wasn't allowed to go to the temple. She wasn't allowed to go to the temple to make atonement for her sins. Back then, you had to go to the temple to make atonement for your sins. She wasn't allowed to do that. Back then, you had to go to the temple to pursue a closer relationship with Jesus. Amen? Because of the state she was in, she couldn't go to the temple. She couldn't enter into this relationship with God, if you will. Amen? She couldn't enter into other relationships. If she had a husband, if she had children, she wasn't able to be around them. Amen? She, could, she wasn't able to be around them. If she didn't have one, she couldn't pursue a relationship with them. Amen? She wasn't able to pursue relationships. The Bible says in Leviticus 15, says that everything and everyone she touched would be unclean. That's right. She wasn't allowed to touch people. She wasn't allowed to go around people. She was cut off from God and man. Amen? She was cut off from everybody. Amen? She was cut off from any, any meaningful relationship and service. Amen? She was disqualified by her issue. And you may say, well, this really doesn't apply to me, amen. I'm allowed to go to church, amen. I'm allowed to go to church. I'm allowed to worship. I'm allowed to seek a mentor for a relationship with God. But my thought is, yes, we're allowed, but do we? That's 
That's right. Amen. Amen. It got a little tight in here a little bit, preacher. Amen. It got a little tight in here. You see, some of us have been, uh, have, have, are able, but a lot of times we don't, right? You see, just because there is no law that says our issue disqualifies us from worshiping God, that doesn't mean we don't allow it to stop us. Amen. Amen. See, I know people right now that don't come to church because they've got too many issues in their life. I know people right now that don't come to church because they got an issue in their life and they're wanting to get that thing straightened out before they come back. Amen. I know people that do come to church, but they don't allow themselves to worship because they got an issue in their life and they feel like they can't even worship. They feel like they can't even pray. They feel like they can't sing. They feel like they can't talk to God. They can't serve in any way. They can't do anything. They can't lift up their hands. Amen. They can't seek a meaningful relationship with God because they have issues in their life. And maybe you know someone like this. Maybe you are like this, amen. Maybe you have issues in your life that aren't allowing you to come to church. Maybe you have issues in your life that aren't allowing you to worship when you are here, amen. Maybe you've let an issue stop you from doing the things that you know you should do to draw closer to God. Maybe you feel disqualified. Maybe you feel not worthy. Maybe it's also hurting your relationship with other people. We all know people that just don't feel like they're worthy of relationships, People that walk away from their wives, their, their husbands, their children, they say things like, they're just better off without me. They're just better off without me. Amen. You ever felt that way? Ever felt like you just aren't good enough? Are you allowing issues to disqualify you from living this full, abundant life that God gave you? God promised you a full, abundant life. And a lot of times we disqualify ourselves from that because we have issues in our life. Amen. Maybe you feel like you aren't worthy of serving anymore. Do you feel like you aren't worthy of encouraging people and telling people about Jesus because you have an issue in your life? Maybe you feel like you can't do anything for God or man because of what's happened to you. Amen. So many people feel like they aren't worthy of accepting the call God has on their life because of their issues. They have disqualified themselves from the calling God has on their life. Amen. And I believe we can all say we felt like that before. I believe everybody in this church can say they felt like they aren't worthy. They felt like they have been disqualified from their calling. But you see, there are two ways to handle this feeling of disqualification. See, you can either let it stop us from serving God, or you can be driven and motivated by it. Amen. Amen. There's two things you can do. You can let it stop you, or you can let it drive you. Amen. Anytime you have a feeling in your life that you're not good enough, you can either let it stop you from trying, or you can let it motivate you to try harder. Amen. There are those that let a feeling of inadequacy control them, and there are those that let a feeling of inadequacy motivate them. Amen. There is one thing I know for sure. You can't tell my wife she can't do anything. If you tell my wife she can't do anything, she's going to kill herself trying. Amen. She will pick up a dishwasher and carry it in the house by herself. If you tell her, stop, it's okay, I'll handle it, she's going to jump in there. You can't tell her she can't do anything. She lets it motivate her, and she's going to prove you wrong every time. Amen. Does a feeling of not being good enough motivate you or does it disqualify you? See, this woman with this issue of blood allowed it to motivate her, allowed it to drive her, amen? She had had this issue for 12 years, but here in this moment, this issue drove her and it motivated her to find deliverance, amen? amen. That leads us to our third point. She was driven. The Bible says she tried everything. She was driven to find an answer, Amen. She was driven to find a solution. Amen. I believe it was all she thought about. I believe every day she got up and she started thinking about how can I fix this issue? 
how can I resolve this issue? Who can I go to that can help me fix this issue? I believe she had went to every preacher. I believe she had went to every doctor. I believe she had went to everybody she knows trying to get some help to fix this issue. Amen. The Bible says for 12 years, that's 4,380 days, amen, she had this issue. She'd woke up knowing she had an issue in her life that disqualified her from doing anything else, amen. Her issue consumed her daily thought life. It's all she thought about. She went to work if she had a job, and that's all she thought about. She couldn't focus on it. She couldn't focus on anything because she had this issue on her mind. She couldn't escape. While others were out relaxing, laughing, joking, and playing games, she had an issue, amen. While other women were holding their babies, rocking their babies, this woman had an issue. While other women held their grandchildren, this woman had an issue, amen. While others talked about the weather and just sat on the porch and rocked, this woman had an issue, amen. I believe today while others are praising God, while others are dancing, while others are glorifying, I believe we have issues at times, amen. I believe while others are enjoying life, we have issues, amen. While others are being driven to the altar because of their issues, issues while others are going to the altar and receiving breakthroughs amen and some of us are consumed by our issues and we're allowing it to control us some of us are being driven to seek out the things of this world instead of God by our issues amen things like alcohol things like drugs things like fornication whatever that is instead of allowing our issue to drive us to the only one that can actually heal us of our issue we're allowing it to drive us to the things that can't do nothing for us amen each and every day, people are allowing their issues to drive them to things that can't help them. Amen. Amen. There is only one that can help you. There's only one that can get you out of this situation. Amen. Allow your issue to drive you to God, not to the things of this world. Amen. Amen. They can't do nothing for you. Amen. Amen. Only God can deliver us. Amen. Only God can heal us. Only God can resolve these issues in our life. See, a lot of people give this lady a hard time. I've heard it preached in different ways over the years. They say, well, this woman tried everything else before she went to God. She tried everything else before she went to God. If she would have just went to God first, people say that, right? But at least she went to God. Amen. At least she made it. Amen. At least she went to God. At least she eventually made it there. Maybe that's you today. Maybe you've tried everything else, right? Maybe you've done everything that you can think of. Right, you've tried everything else. And listen, we don't condemn you for trying everything else. We're just glad you're here. Amen. We don't condemn you for trying everything else. Amen. 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 We're just glad you're here today. Amen. And we're glad you made it. We don't care that you've tried everything the world has to offer. We only care if today you will choose to try God. That's the only thing we care about in this church. We don't care what you've done. We don't care about your past. You don't care where you've been. We only care that you'll try Jesus. Amen. We want you to try God. Amen. Because I want to tell you, one day I was in that same situation. One day, if you turn around, everybody in this church was in that same situation. Amen. We've tried everything else. Today, will you try God? Today, I wonder, will you let your issue keep you in your seat? Or will you let it drive you to the only one that can heal your issue? Amen. At the end of this message today, there will be those that bring their issues to the altar. They brought it to church with them today, and they'll take it to the altar, and they'll go home praising God. It doesn't mean that that issue will be gone for sure, but what it does mean, amen, is that they gave it to God, and they're trusting God to work all things together for His good, amen. amen. 
See, a lot of times we get all wrapped up in it because we think when we give it to God, it ought to be automatically gone. But God didn't say that, amen? Because we're going to go through some things in this life, amen? God may not take it from you because God's still working some things together for His good, amen? God may be working some things out of your life in that issue. He may be working some things out of your friend's life in that issue, your spouse's life, your family's life in that issue, amen? But what God will do is He'll give you peace that passeth all understanding. And God will walk through that issue with you if you'll give it to Him. Amen. And I guarantee you, you'll be able to feel a whole lot better in that issue. It's a whole lot better to have God in an issue than it is not to have God in an issue. Amen. I've been on both sides of it. Amen. It's a whole lot better to have God. But then there are those that come to church with it today and they'll have issues in their life and they'll leave out of here with those same issues. They'll leave out of here with those same worries, those same fears. They'll allow that same thing to continue to control and consume their lives. And you say, well, how do you know that? Because, see, I've been there. Amen. I've been on both sides of it. I've come to church, and I've let issues control me. I've let alcoholism control me. I've let depression and anxiety control me. I've brought those issues to church, and I took them right back out the door with me. Amen. I've come in. I've sat down. And I was consumed with these issues, and when the service closed and others surrounded the altars, giving their issues to God, I packed my issues back up with me, and I carried them right back out the door with me. I didn't give them to God, amen. All the while, I was thinking, how can I be free? How can I get this thing in control? How can I give this situation away, amen? But the whole time, I was just carrying my issues with me everywhere I went, never giving them to God. You see, there was a time my life was exactly like this woman. I was devastated. The Bible says this. She, she cost her everything. In fact, the Bible says she spent everything she had. She only got worse. She didn't get any better. She just got worse. William Barclay, he, he has a commentary, and I was reading this, and it says that there were at least 11 cures li- listed in the Talmud. That's the Jewish book of laws that would help with this issue. There were 11 ways that would help with this issue, and some of them are medicines, some of them are tonics or whatever they were back in those days, and some of them were superstitions. There were things like she had to carry the ashes of an ostrich egg and a linen bag in the summer and a cotton bag in the winter. There was another thing where she had to find a grain of barley that was in poo, and she had to carry that around with her. It was of a white female donkey. I've never seen a white female donkey, but if she could have found one and she found some uh, barley (laughs) that was in that poo, and she carried it around with her, amen, she had tried everything. Right? That was, this was actually a thing. Amen? A superstition. Right? She had tried everything. She went to all the doctors. She went to all the friends. She went to everyone. And the Bible says things only got worse. She was devastated. It not only cost her all of her money, it cost her all of her energy. It cost her all of her resources. It cost her all of her dignity as well. It cost her everything. Everywhere this lady went, Whenever there were people around and she had this issue, the Bible says she had to shout ahead, unclean, unclean. If she was coming up behind somebody, she had to shout out, unclean, unclean, so that they would get out of the way. Amen. See, there was a reason she snuck up on Jesus. Amen. There was a reason she was only able to touch the hem of his garment. There was a reason why she came up behind Jesus. See, she wasn't even supposed to be there. She wasn't supposed to be anywhere near Jesus. In fact, it was illegal for her to be near Jesus. She wasn't supposed to be in town. She wasn't supposed to be around people. Amen. And if she was, she was supposed to shout out to everybody, I'm coming, I'm coming, and I'm unclean, I'm unclean. Amen. I believe this embarrassed her, right? 
But I think the embarrassment at this moment was the least of her concerns. That's true. I don't think she was worried about embarrassment anymore at this moment. I don't think she thought about all of that anymore. I thought the only thing she was worried about was Jesus can heal my issue. Amen. Jesus can heal my issue. Amen. Amen. That's the reason she came up behind Jesus because she was worried someone would stop her. Amen. I don't think it was embarrassment that caused her to come up behind him. I believe it was because she was worried somebody would stop her and she wouldn't get a chance to get to him. See, this issue had cost her everything. She had lost everything she has and everything she was. She was devastated. How many of us here today can relate to that? How many of us have been devastated by our issues? Just think about your issues and what if you had to shout them out while you're walking down the street? What if you had to shout them out to people? To let them know that you got this issue. Maybe you're walking down the street and you had to shout out, I'm a drunk. I'm an addict. I'm a liar. I'm a cheater. Whatever that issue is today, you had to shout it out. I'm unclean. You better move out of the way. Don't come near me. Amen. How devastating would that be? How devastating would that be? Can you see why she's tried everything? Can you see why she's went to everything? Can you see why she spent everything? I want to ask you today, have you tried everything? Have you tried everything? Have you been praying? Have you been fasting? Have you been asking other people to pray for you? Have you tried everything you could think of? Came to church, brought your issue Sunday after Sunday, talked with the preacher, asked him to pray for you? Just feel like everyone knows your issue, just like everyone knew this woman's issue, and you just don't want to be noticed anymore. You don't want to be defined by that anymore. The issue has devastated you. Your friendships, your relationship with God, your self-esteem, your issues cost you everything. I want to tell you something that's going to be hard to hear today. I want to tell you something that you might not understand right off the bat, but I'm hoping I can help you with it. If your issue has cost you everything, if your issue has completely devastated your life, you're right where you need to be. Amen. You're in a good place today. Amen. Mm-hmm. You're exactly where this woman was at. See, this woman had come to the end of herself. She had come to the end of herself, amen, and you see her issue had got her to the only place that she could be healed. And to today, if you're in that place today, you're in the only place you can be healed, and that's in the presence of God. It's only in the presence of God, and it's no power in this church. It's no power in the oil that's usually right there, amen. It's no power in this pastor or this pastor or that pastor over there or that pastor over there. There's no power in us. The only power is in the presence of God. It's in the presence of God today, though you are in the presence of God. How do I know that? Because I can feel God. Amen. I can feel God. I felt Him from the moment I walked in this church today. And I believe the presence of God is here. And I believe the presence of God can heal some people of some issues today. Right. I believe the presence of God can resolve some issues today. Amen. So today, if you're in a position and your issue has devastated you and you've got to that position, you're in a place where you can be healed. You're in a place where that issue can be resolved. The question I have for you today, though, is how bad do you want it? That's right. How bad do you want it? Amen. I told you in the beginning of this message, there was a path to deliverance. This woman's desperation got her to that past. Our pastor talked about that Wednesday night. Her desperation got her to that past, to that path. Amen. Our final point tonight is how desperate are you? Pastor Mark preached on this Wednesday, as I said. He says many, many times, and I've heard him say this so many times, you got to get to a point where you're just sick and tired of being sick and tired. Right. Amen. you got to get to a point where you're just tired of going through the motions. 
you're tired of just, just, just doing all these other things and trying all these other things. You've got to get sick and tired. And that's where this lady was at. Her issue drove her to a point of des- desperation. Amen. When you're desperate, you'll do whatever it takes. You'll go through anything, amen. You'll take whatever actions you have to take to resolve your issue. This woman pushed past her shame, Pastor. She pushed past her shame. She pushed past what other people thought about her. She pushed past all man's limitations. See, man had put a lot of limitations on her. God helped her push past those limitations. She pushed past her belief that nothing would ever change. She had to push past man's expectations. Amen. She had to literally push past everything and everyone that stood in her way. There was a lot of people there that day. Amen. She had to push past them. Amen. We've got to get to a point that our desperation positions us for a point of deliverance. Amen. Amen. We've got to get to a point where our desperation positions us for deliverance. Listen, desperation will drive you to deliverance. When you become desperate, you will seek out deliverance and you will find deliverance. Jim Cimbala said this, desperate and soul-stirring prayers result in answers. Amen. Amen. When God is sought in desperation, He responds. Desperation leads us to answered prayers. I want to ask our worship team to come on up today. I want to ask you today to look hard into your situation. I want to ask you to look hard into your situation. Are you sick and tired of this issue controlling your life? Are you desperate to see this issue resolved? Are you desperate for deliverance today? Amen. Are you desperate to get this issue away from your life today? Have you grown sick and tired of being defined by this issue? Have you gotten sick and tired of being disqualified by your issue? Amen. Are you sick and tired of this issue devastating you? You and everything in your life and everybody around you. Are you sick and tired of being consumed by this issue? Are you finally at a point where you'll allow it to finally drive you past the things of this world, amen, to seek out the only one that can help you? And will you touch Jesus today? You see, I want us today and to really understand where this woman was at. I think it's important for us to really get an idea of where this woman was at in her life, amen. See, I said this woman was completely consumed by this issue, amen. She was devastated. But here she found deliverance, amen. She made it. Amen, she made it. Amen. Amen, bless God. You see, the Bible tells us that this Jesus had been across the Sea of Galilee. He was across the Sea of Galilee in a place called Genesaret. He had healed a man that was possessed by 10,000 demons. 10,000 demons. The Bible says a legion. A legion is 10,000. The Bible says a legion. A legion is a thousand. There were 10 legions. Amen. It was 10,000. 10,000 demons possessed this man. This man was naked in a cemetery, cutting himself. He was cut off from the entire world. Jesus heals this man and casts demons into a herd of pigs. Amen. Think about it. This is the story. Amen. I didn't make this up. This is in the Bible. Cast these demons into a herd of pigs. And the Bible says that these herd of demons pigs went and threw themselves off a cliff. Do you think people were paying attention? Amen. Do you think people were watching? Do you think people were following this man? This man healed a man, cast 10,000 demons into pigs. The pigs threw themselves off a cliff and killed themselves. I think people were paying attention. I think people were flocking. I think there were people everywhere. I think there was a huge crowd. I think there were people, thousands and thousands and thousands of people. I don't think this lady had to push through a few. 
I think she had to push through many, amen. The Bible says they went back across the Sea of Galilee and there was another man there. This man's name was Jairus. Jairus was a very famous person. Jairus, Jairus was really famous. He was one of the highest leaders in the temple during that time and he was waiting on the seashore. He was waiting for Jesus because he had heard all the miracles that happened and he was waiting because he knew Jesus could fix his issue. The Bible says he had a 12-year-old daughter and that 12-year-old daughter was dying. And he knew the only, there was only one way. This man had tried everything also. There was only one way. And he was waiting for him and his name was Jesus. He was waiting for him. And the Bible says they began to rush off. They began to rush off and they were trying to rush to this little girl. And they were trying to get to him. They were in a hurry. This girl's dying. She's 12 years old. She's dying. They've tried everything. She's going to die, the Bible says. Amen. So they were rushing. They were getting near town. And I believe people began to shout, Jesus is coming. Hey, Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. I believe they began to say, Amen. The one that healed those lepers is coming. The one that laid hands on that dead boy and he got up out of this casket. That man's coming. Amen. And I believe this woman heard it. I believe this woman in her little shack or whatever it was heard it and she come out. She said, what did you say? And they said, Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. She said, wait a minute. That's the one that's healed everybody. That's the one that's healed dead people. That's the one that's healed all these people. I wonder if he can heal me. See, I've had this issue for 12 years. I've had this issue for 12 years. Maybe he can heal me. Maybe he can heal me today. Maybe he can heal me. And I wonder today, do you believe Maybe he can heal you. Whatever that issue is today, maybe he can heal you. This lady began to say, Jesus is coming, amen. This is my chance. This is it. I don't have anything else. I've tried everything else. I've gave everything else. I don't have anything. I've gave all I have, amen. But see, what, what if they don't let me through, Brother Ron? What if they don't let me through? You see, I've gave everything I had. There's a lot of people here. There's thousands of people here. I'm not supposed to be here. People know me here. They know my issue. People know my issue. What if they won't let me through? But I don't have a choice, amen. I don't have a choice. I've got to get through. I've got to get through, amen. I've got to push through, amen. Excuse me, excuse me. Excuse me. You know, I've got an issue. I've got to get to Jesus, amen. Pardon me, amen. I've got an issue. I've got to get to Jesus, brother. Pardon me. You don't know what I've been through. You don't know what I've been through today. I've got an issue. And I believe Jesus can heal me today. Amen. I believe Jesus can heal me. i got to get through. I'll do whatever it takes, brother. Pa, I'll do whatever it takes. I've got to get this issue. I believe she began to push through. And I began, believe she got so close and it was so tight in there. But she could see Jesus. Amen. She could see Jesus. She said, there he is. There Jesus is. Amen. He's the only one that can heal my issue. I've been through all these other things. He's the only one that can heal my issue. I've tried everything else. I've spent everything else. I've gave everything else. I've went to everybody else. Nothing has helped me. Nothing has helped me. I'm still in this situation. I'm in today. But there He is. And I believe He can help me. How am I going to get through? The Bible says she touched the hem of His garment. I believe she had to get low. Amen. I believe she had to get low. And I believe she had to begin to crawl. And I believe she had to begin to squeeze through. And I believe in desperation she reached out and she touched the hem of his garment. And the Bible says, the Bible says he, she was healed. In that moment she was made whole in that moment. In that one moment. 
but she allowed her desperation to get her to a point of deliverance. Today as we stand up and as we begin to worship, I wonder, will you allow your desperation to get you to a point of deliverance? You've got an issue in your life. You've brought that issue with you. We've all got issues. There's no shame in your issue. No one cares about your issue here. The only ones that care about you in here care that you will go out and seek God today. We only care that you'll try Jesus today. We only care that you'll give it to Jesus today. Amen. Nobody in this church judges you. I don't care if you've been coming to this church for 35 years, however long this church has been open. I don't care if you've been going to church your whole life and you've been going through the motions. You've never given your life to Jesus. You've never given your... Nobody's going to judge you here. We've all got issues in our life. We've all got issues in our life. Amen. I wonder today, will you give your life to Jesus? Will you give your issue to Jesus? Will you allow that desperation to get out of that issue, take you to Jesus? Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, we love you. God, we praise you, God. God, we thank you, God, for all that you are, God. Lord, we thank you, God, because you are the healer.